Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my fill-in co-host, sitting on my left, the one and only Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. Oh, that was very good today. I thought it was pretty strong. Yeah. I have the tea. Coming out hot. I have hot. the tea from the Andy Ruther microwave. How is it? It's really mic'd up. It's very good. It's Trader Joe's green tea. It's not a, a, it's not a, a sponsor yet. No, but it's an Andy Ruther staple. I had it this morning. I told you I'm on East Coast time, so I was wide awake at about 5.45 in the morning. Every day green tea? Every day green tea. Yeah. I try. So good. Tug, we got a great show today, and we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to have Prano also on the phone. Wow. I'm pretty psyched up because I haven't, we do this. I haven't had a chance to talk to, to Joe very much uh, over the past couple weeks, and I know he's got some great takes on um, playoffs. Playoffs? It's a good Jamora. I got that natural crack in the voice, yeah. so it works pretty well. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen Prano forever. He's a busy man. Very busy. He, he's, he's on a, a stand-up thus He's tour. filling up the Instagram with some great travel pics. Is he? All the stories. A couple stories. A couple stories. A story or two. I feel like he's not a big Instagram guy. I think he does it to spite Instagram somehow. You think that's his play? Probably. You're not a big Instagram guy, are you? I, I need Although to be- you did a great... Can I talk about your picture? Of- oh, the January, December? That was a good one. <laughs> it's true. That was a good one, Todd. My, my year fell apart. Why did it fall apart? Just... When you, I had a second kid, you know what I mean? And that sort of changes your life. And then uh, you have a show that you expect to air that doesn't air. That's going to air in 2019. We'll talk about that later. Wait, is that is that is that... Uh, for sure? It's almost the rock solid, so I'm excited to, to share those details later Ga- on. Guys, if you're excited right now, I see all you in YouTube. If you're excited about Tug's news, give us an upvote. Give us a like in YouTube. Spread the love. Spread the wealth around. I'm going to need all the dirt balls in, a couple, in, 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 some, in some due time for this, this show, but I think the, the dirt balls are going to love it. So, But I'm here for one reason, really. Just to fill in for Joe Prano, but I'm excited to bring all three of us together and talk a little football. Let's do it. How about this? We'll start the show off. We got a lot to talk about, but Prano is busy, like I said, performing in the Phoenix area. So if you guys are in that area, please go see him and Eddie Ift this weekend. I think we might even have him on the phone right now if we want to jump into NFL playoffs, NFL news, a lot going on. Joe Prano, are you there? Hello, Tug. I've always wanted to hear that. I've always wanted to hear a hello tug from Joe Prano. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to both of you guys. How's 2019 treating you so far? I can't complain. Uh, you know, spent a couple, couple seven, eight nights with the fam. Now I'm back here, and I have a brand, basically a brand new looking carpet, courtesy of <laughs> the mayor who decided to deep clean the smut studio, Prano, while I was out of town. I know, and I'm just wondering when you guys are going to make it official and just come out and tell everybody that you are, in fact, a couple. Joe, I was saying the same thing when I saw Andy this morning. Why did I say this? One, the carpet. Two, Andy calls me, tells me he's borrowing the mayor's car 
running some errands. Yeah. The mayor, the, <laughs> he, he has keys to the mayor's car. The mayor has keys to his apartment. They're always doing – like they're more of a couple than I am with my girlfriend. Healthiest relationship I know. Just like while you were gone, I carpet cleaned your apartment, hon. And, and here's the best part. His girlfriend – was questioning the whole situation, apparently. Like, dude, what is happening here? She was here Fair to question. watching him deep clean my <laughs> carpet. Yeah, she, of course she was questioning the whole situation. She was like, wait, have I been a beard the whole time? <laughs> I said he should have just moved him to the apartment next door while he was at it. Just move him right in. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. He would be. This is, uh, by the way, I think this is all part of Andy's eventual plan. You know, he really wants the Smut Studio to just become a studio, which I think is going to happen when he moves in with the mayor. <laughs> That's the way he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not a bad conspiracy, Prano. I kind of like that. Well, you know, I, new rule in the Smut Studio: people are only allowed to wear shoes when on air. Wow. Okay. Otherwise, you're going you're going Japanese. Yeah, that's right. But what does the on air thing have to do with it? I mean, if you wear you wear socks, I mean, like I mean, I just... no, you can wear socks. But I'm saying now that the carpet is the cleanest it's ever been, I will not be wearing because sometimes I wear a lot of times I'm normally not in shoes in my apartment, but I will never be wearing shoes now. I gotta appreciate this finely clean floor, which I, who knows at this point, you talk about people questioning. I sent pictures to my mom and she's like, who did that? Now she has met the mayor too. Now I think she's like, what is going on here as well? She's like, wait, he cleaned your fair carpet? To question. It's fair to question. I think, I think uh, to, for the shoe thing, because you want, you're saying shoes on air, but that still goes against, you know, then somebody walks in and their dirty shoes. I think what you need to do is you just need to buy me a really nice pair of like Stan Smith's that'll just stay there. They'll just be my show shoes that have never gone outside. Or you you have a sponsor sponsor the bottom of your sock so that Ooh. it's always in front of the camera and you get the boom added revenue right there. Or I'll one up that and I'm wearing their clothes right now. They have shoes. I get another pair of amazing shoes from our official clothing sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast, Flag and Anthem, Joe Prano. Flag and Anthem, great stuff. Let's order some Flag and Anthem shoes to just never leave the Smuts studio. That's a great call. I love that. I'm, I'm in full Flag and Anthem right now. I'm in the sweats. I'm in the hoodie, which I love. Prano, you own the same hoodie. It's an amazing hoodie, isn't it? I'm I'm currently head to toe in sweatwear from Flag and Anthem. I got up just about an hour ago. I'm in some sweatpants and a zip-up zip up sweatshirt. Very comfortable. Dirtballs, you got Christmas money. Spend it at flagandanthem.com. We have a new promo code because it's a new month. So if you want to save 25% off, that's a big percentage, guys. Go to flagandanthem.com. And I'm looking right now. What is the new promo code? It is... Dirty January. Dirty Jan. Sounds Dirty like, Jan. Sounds like a girl I dated back in the day. Go to go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code Dirty Jan. That's D-I-R-T-Y-J-A-N. Gets you 25% off that Flag and Anthem order. She was sick of Marsha getting all the attention, so she became a whore. Became <laughs> you know what I like? Jan. You know what I'd like is um to piggyback on, on Flag and Anthem, is I'd like to have my own Flag and Anthem co-hosting outfit. And I come in like Mr. Rogers. Ooh. 
and I, I, I'm wearing my regular gear, and I come into your uh, this the Smut Studio, and I put on my Flag and Anthem official co-hosting garb, and I wear that at the end. I take it off and I leave. I think we can make that happen. Let's do it. I think we can make that happen. I love all these ideas. God, the new year is just fresh of ideas. It's the green tea. It's the Trader Joe's. Green tea in the cis. Well, let's get into the NFL stuff. Now, Prano, what are we thinking first? Let's talk news and then move into our picks. Sure. That sounds great. I have, by the way, I took a napkin. I took a, a paper towel out of the kitchen here at our comedy condo, and I wrote on it in pen, don't swear. So I've got that for once we once we get into playoff talk. I'm just going to be staring at this napkin. Well, let's let Tug know. Tug, just so you know, be, this year's bet during the regular season picks was the loser is not allowed to swear during NFL playoff talk. Should the loser swear during NFL playoff talk, that person, which is, is Joe, is not allowed to watch the Super Bowl. Wow. I love this bet. I mean, as a person, I, I, who, as you know, avidly tries not to swear on these things. Um, are you doing this in honor of Philip Fudgeon Rivers, or just just because? Uh, we, well, we did it because it came, I thought of it when we did the no swearing episode. And here it is. I think it's a great idea. I'm excited. Too. I mean, and uh, YouTube's going to blow up when when one of you slips, right? Well, well I can slip all I want. Oh, you can. Because I beat Prano during the regular season. Gotcha. It's all about those picks. I'm in now. All right. Well, let's. Speaking of, this is probably going to make everybody swear. Antonio Brown. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? Are you, Andy? I've got to ask you one question. Did you consider wearing the L chain today after yelling at me that Antonio Brown is in fact not a diva? I don't remember ever saying that ever. Oh. I want oh, someone yeah. to pull that clip. I don't remember me ever saying he's not a diva. In fact, I've gone on record saying all wide receivers are divas for the most part. We'll have to. We'll have, we're gonna need. We're gonna need a clip puller for the show. That's gonna be our intern. Be like, go back and be an archivist. Uh, yeah, because I don't believe I've ever said the words that he's not a diva. I mean, he was on Dancing with the Stars last year or the year before that. Come on, he was on the uh, the new Fox sing along show, The Mask, the, the Mask Singer or whatever. Last night, first guest. No. Yeah. Well, apparently, this. Uh, you know, I, obviously. He's had his moments. He said, trade me. He's, he's been in fights with guys on the team, he, whatever. But when Ryan Clark went, just dropped a hammer on him on ESPN, he basically said that he's been a diva from the second he signed his contract and that, I mean, he went all in on him. That was pretty, uh, pretty uh, interesting to watch on Instagram, too, because... He called him an Uncle Tom. Uh, called him an Uncle Tom. And then, then there's a lot of... Athletes tweeting on both sides, support for each person. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I would love both of your guys' takes on this about what Ryan Clark said. Obviously, he's in the media now. He works for ESPN. Was he out of bounds for what he said? Prano, we'll start with you. What do you think? I don't know how he would be out of bounds. These guys, especially, I mean, do a, we'll do a now we're talking plug. We all know how you know difficult it is to transition from football into broadcasting and uh these guys how quickly they disappear like basically this is the kind of thing a, a guy like ryan clark has to do in that position otherwise what value do you have you are a former teammate of antonio brown you you know you've got to give your opinion and he he went all in and he told what he believes to be his truth i think i, I don't think there was anything wrong with it at all Thanks for the plug because I actually uh, uh, 
when season two comes out, people are going to see. I'm, I'm excited because there's so many parallels to our show and and what happened here. So I'm really excited for that to come out. And I got to agree with with Joe. Frankly, my sister worked for the Redskins uh, about ten years ago when Ryan Clark was a player on the Redskins, and she loved Ryan Clark. And she loved Ryan Clark because she always he was always honest and always spoke his truth. And the, the thing is, I don't think he was like bashing him. He just said, when when this guy gets money, he's going to be a problem. And I don't think anything he said is wrong about that. I mean, he he, he didn't deny his greatness as a player. Um. And I think that's his I know, job. I know Uncle Tom is one of the worst things that you can throw out about another black man. By the way, like- I, I, I want to talk about that too. And and look, obviously none of us are black guys here, but I think to me tossing that term out, and I've said this on Dent Report, or tossing some of the other slurs about the quote-unquote sellout black guy by other black men, I think that's, that's base. It's... Uh, it it it, 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 no, but it's it's the new. You're racist. It's the new. You're a Nazi. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's let's backpedal a minute. He shared an opinion. He used to play with you, like we all know, right? He they were teammates. He's getting paid, like Joe said, to share these insights. So suddenly, he is an uncle. To- I just think that really. Again, I'm a, I'm a white dude, but that bothers me just to nonchalantly toss that out there. So, some some of the, uh, the comments I saw were like, uh, you know, why why is Ryan Clark trying to like take away some of Antonio Brown's money or his bag? Um, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. I mean, Antonio Brown's getting paid, so yeah. like this is never going to take away from from Antonio Brown's money. And I think I think what's shocking is it's one of the first times I can remember where an analyst. Analysts will talk about other players, like you see Dion all the time. You know, you don't talk about a man's mo- money until his game is funny or whatever he says. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen maybe people talk about from former teammates' perspective inside the huddle kind of stuff. I don't think I've seen that before. I think that's why it's so shocking. Now, I, I the the thing with Antonio Brown and this Steelers situation is they're basically a three headed monster on offense. You know, uh, all. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster is obviously an emerging star, but the last five years has been Roethlisberger, Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, and now you've got Roethlisberger is based. I mean, we all know his history. Plus, him, you know, wanting to retire last year after a bad game. We've got Le'Veon Bell you know, suspended and then sitting out and then never returning. We've got Antonio Brown apparently throwing the ball at, at Roethlisberger, demanding to be traded, being a diva from the, the day he... In addition to other, other antics this year, too. The speeding, yeah. the, the, you know... Yeah. What... How much of this has to be put at the feet of Mike Tomlin? I have to agree. I I, I was going to say the same thing. But Joe and I think agree on a lot of these things. Like, I mean, not not only, like, just... I saw Ryan Clark say, you know, this six years ago before Antonio Brown became the player he was, like the defense was had had more leaders. There was Palomalu, Harrison were still on there. Like a lot of the guys could, could basically keep, put a check on Antonio Brown. And when those guys got older and the, the, the defense became younger, there's really no one to check the offense. Yeah. Uh, they, no one's checking Big Ben. You know, and people talk about like, I, I, who, was, who was I listening to was saying that like, you know, there, who's who's a team first guy? It's not Le'Veon. He sat out the whole year. Big right. Ben's talking about retirement every year. 
It's like, it's like I'm going to retire. I might retire. Antonio is doing the things he's doing. There's no guy out there that's right now saying, like, we're in it to win. And Tomlin's not coming around saying, like, I, I just, Tomlin's also, I mean, we think about Tomlin. Remember when he ran out and tripped the Ravens? Yeah. Dude, like, was running a kick. Like, this team is just run weird. I like Tomlin. He went to, uh, you know, a school I went to for a year, William & Mary. But, like, they play down their competition every year. It's just hard. Well, to- that, and that's the thing. People, nothing will get you called a racist faster than criticizing Mike Tomlin. Like, black Twitter, you can't criticize Mike Tomlin. Like, I mean, they, black Twitter was on fire that, you know, Vance Joseph and Hugh Jackson were fired. I mean, that's how lost they are. But you can't you, – I, I did it last year. I called out Mike Tomlin and it was like, you're a racist, you're a racist. But the thing is, I get that he hasn't had a losing season. And I get that he has one Super Bowl. He has, he has the Les Miles Super Bowl, you know, a, a year after Bill Carroll leaves. But the thing about Mike Tomlin is if you go through – their history of, okay, they make the playoffs. Then what do they do once they make the playoffs? Like, it's not great. Yes, they got into another Super Bowl and they lost to an Aaron Rodgers Packers team. But, like, they get, in the Super, they get into the playoffs and they win a game. But it's like, oh, they beat, they beat a Marvin Lewis Bengals team. You know who else beats a Marvin Lewis Bengals team in the playoffs? Everybody. <laughs> like, they, they beat a, you know, they lose to Jacksonville. They, like, the history in the last... You know, whatever it is, I guess he's been coached 12 years. The last eight years, what's their playoff history? Well, they, play a, in one, they played in one AFC championship game? Well, one comp to me is, and I, like I said, I, I, I would want to play for Tomlin. I think he would get people fired up, and you know, he seems like a player's coach, obviously. Um, yeah, because the players can do whatever can, they, they can want. They do whatever they want, exactly. So, But I think about, like, the, you know, the, Bra- the the Braves of like the '90s and 2000s, like they're that talented. I mean, the, 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 I mean, you can't waste years where Big Ben is this. He had an amazing year this year, and they yeah. were they were yeah. they were seven two and one or something at one point. Ridiculous, and you just can't keep wasting years. Well, I think they've I think it's over. I think they've wasted them. It's I mean, it, Roethlisberger's basically you know on his last legs. Le'Veon Bell's gone. Antonio Brown is demanding a trade or not demanding a trade he already demanded a trade publicly once this year he's likely has demanded another one which is why i have a three-team blockbuster trade to fix the pittsburgh steelers oh you fired up the trade machine i fired up the trade machine here's what i got you guys ready for this i'm ready go for it okay uh first we start with a pittsburgh to jacksonville move we know that uh Leonard Fournette is, I mean, Tom Coughlin is not like Mike Tomlin. Leonard Fournette is going to be gone regardless, whether they trade for him, whether they cut him. Uh, apparently him sitting out and him being, you know, uh, a petulant child in the last couple of weeks, gone. So they want to get rid of him. So here's what here's my proposition. Ben Roethlisberger to the Jaguars for Leonard Fournette and multiple picks. Um Picks whatever you know, whatever you can get, but a handful, a plethora of picks. So you give Jacksonville their quarterback, you take their angry receiver off their or their angry running back off their hands, and you get multiple picks. I'm not qualified to be an NFL GM, so I'll let them work out the details of the picks. You know, a couple seconds, a fourth, whatever it is, but a bundle, a bundle of picks. 
You're going to keep that Jacksonville window open by getting them not Blake Bortles at quarterback and Roethlisberger, who's a guy who could, you know, probably get it done for a couple more years. The Steelers then take a couple of those picks and package them with Antonio Brown to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. Ooh. So you got Wentz is the new Roethlisberger. He's going to be hurt a bunch, but when he plays, he's going to basically be the same exact guy. They now have replaced Le'Veon with Leonard Fournette. They've replaced Roethlisberger with Wentz. The Eagles get what they wanted tenfold over uh, in the Golden Tate trade, a legit wide receiver. And... The, and the, the Steelers basically have have started over the campaign. They got Wentz, they got Fournette, they got Smith Schuster. Is the new Roethlisberger, Le'Veon, Antonio Brown? That's a fun trade machine. The, I think now the- here's who says no. The Eagles say no because Wentz is the future of the franchise. And great, I hope that, that as a Giants fan, I hope that's what they do. I hope I hope they keep spinal injury. Knee injury, Carson Wentz for a decade. They go, they go with the old McNabb strategy, where when he plays, he's going to be good, and when he doesn't play, it's going to be Jeff Garcia, somebody related to the Detmers and Nate Sudfeld and whatever. Let Nick Foles go. Let him, you know, let him come to the Giants. I don't care. Good. Please get rid of Nick Foles and go all in on Carson Wentz. I, I'm a fan of that trade. I mean, that's a pretty good trade. I, I'm not going to lie. Were you high when you made that idea? Because that's a pretty good one. I think I might have been a little high. I was driving from Palm Springs to Arizona. I'm just trying to think about moving people that basically need to get moved anyway. Well, and my, my feeling, and, the, like the caveat to me in that one is um, is, is actually Fournette. I, I don't think. I mean, you guys aren't like the biggest fantasy players, but everyone, you know, Connor did was was great this year when he was when yeah. he was healthy. And Fournette is is never healthy. I mean, Fournette's less than healthy. And he isn't doesn't not that dynamic as a pass catcher. Sure, I just don't think. And, and we all know running backs don't have value. You see, like the Philip Lindsay's emerge as uh, you know undrafted free agents to go to the Pro Bowl. I just don't feel like. I feel like people are just more willing to take shots and not pay for running backs. That's why I think Le'Veon's out, he's ruined his leverage because it's hard to who can't like people can win without a big time running back right now. Well, again, you're 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 looking at the the window as well as like. What are, what, you know, you got Connor, great. Okay, but is he like the future of your team? I think. What about Jalen Ramsey? What about throwing Jalen Ramsey in that trade? Sure. Beef up that defense. Throw Jalen Ramsey in. Sure, great. I mean, this is a magical fantasy trade machine. No, yeah. I, th- I think I, I like I like how we're playing GM. But speaking of GMs, no, none of us are talking about the Steelers general manager because I'm not against putting a lot of blame on Tomlin for the disarray and kind of just roller coaster ride that we have here now with the Pittsburgh Steelers the last few years. Of course, the coach has to be held accountable. But guys, the general manager also does too, right? Because Who's the general manager? That's a good question. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I know who the owner is. I know who the coach is. I've never even heard of the general manager's name. And another person I want to bring in is Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Shannon Sharp, I saw, was putting a lot of this blame on Ben Roethlisberger, saying like, dude, you're the quarterback. You got to get control of this fucking place the locker room and all this stuff. So I, I don't know. I, you know what one, one time bomb is for this? Uh, is this, this is how weird this team is. A lot of this really started 
and I'm an Antonio Brown guy. I've, I, I love watching play. I watch watching fantasy. But when they gave Juju Smith-Schuster the MVP, these guys lost it. Antonio Brown, they, they've, the Steelers team voted Juju Smith-Schuster the MVP. The next day, Antonio Brown throws a football at Big Ben Roethlisberger. Doesn't show up for the rest of the week. I mean, are we? Are we? Are, are these? Is, is is the chemistry in that room so weird that like an MVP award detonates a team? Yeah, it's nuts yeah, I, I, I think I mean, so. I, I, and I think I think there's just I don't think I think there's a Antonio Brown, Mike Tomlin, Le'Veon Bell. Who's really in charge here? Who's the most important person to this team? I don't even think Ben Roethlisberger like even really cares, but he's also like, I am the quarterback and everybody, you know, I got to take all the questions and I'm the guy, but it just seems like there, like no one is running the show. Like who is in charge here? That would, that would be my issue as to why the GM would be like, Hey guys, I've got you Antonio Brown in the sixth round. I got you Le'Veon Bell. I got you big Ben. I got you TJ Watt last year. I've got Joe Hayden over from the Browns. Like, we ha- I've, I've been There's putting pieces. Yeah, I've been putting, putting pieces together. But guys, here's the problem. I don't know if you've read into it. I have. Oh, sorry. Concerning moving Brown. Oh yeah, the he, money. He's owed a lot of yeah. money. So if you read into it, it's not an easy play to move him because he's owed a lot of money. It's gonna be 31 next year. Yeah, I mean, his his work ethic is supposed to be uh, like uh, unmatched. But he's also at the tail end of his prime period as a NFL wide receiver. And he's due a lot of money for the next few years. That's why they say if they cut him, they take a massive hit against the salary cap. You know, it's all those intrinsic things that happen with, I think, I think there's always going to be somebody dumb enough, you know, from a financial standpoint to just go, we'll, we'll do it for, for a, a receiver that has, you know, this, prolific a career up to this point now you if you look at what the Steelers have been able to do with receivers over the years the the big question is is Antonio Brown that guy on another team I guess we don't know until we find out right I I agree I agree Big Ben will throw the ball to him anywhere at any time And, I don't, I don't think a, especially, especially downfield. That's why, by the way, I, what I love about this, Andy, is our Odell Antonio Brown bet. I'm just like, please send him to the Lions. Please send him to the Jets. Please send him to like one of these teams where he'll be out of football in two years. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not worried about that bet still. I mean, at the end of the day, NFL, there's just so many injuries. Either of these guys are one ACL tear away from their career being changed regardless. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah, or which by the way, getting traded to the Jets is like your whole body tearing. <laughs> it's like one one knee equals two feet. Yeah. Like one trade <laughs> to the Jets equals ACL. That's funny. But, um but look, these guys, look, they're they're all they're all divas for the most part. These these stud wide receivers and Ryan Clark brought back, you know, what he saw as far as once he gets the money. Can you really name like most of these guys do bring baggage when they start getting paid, especially that position, right? Well, can I, can I say something? I was listening to a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Andrew Hawkins, okay. on the Tomahawk show yesterday, and um, he, he made up, a, I thought he brought up a really good point where, you know, you look at the adversity that Antonio Brown has dealt with in his career, where, or, or in his life. I know his upbringing was kind of rough. 
you know, he left early uh, from college, got drafted in the sixth round. So, so he, but my point is, he's been constantly getting a lot of no's. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And he's proven people so wrong so many times that he doesn't even, he's like, why should I listen to any of you ever again? None of you all listen to me. And now I'm the best. And now I get paid. So I don't need to listen to any of you. He's just sort of built this up because his whole career has been built on, I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And now he, there's just no one to check him. You know? and, he, and he's like, why, why should I listen to you if you try to check me? Because, I'm gonna, because I've already beaten the odds every time. And it's just a, it's just I, a I psychology mean, I, that's come I, up. Yeah, I, I think the answer to that question, and somebody smart in his life should tell him, is what's the other option? The other option is, you you know, the these teams that are contenders. Like you want to go be the the number one receiver on a team that's going to do better than the Steelers, which the Steelers miss a playoffs by a game. They they haven't had a losing season since you've been there. Where are you going? That is a contender that is also dumb enough to go. Yeah, let's get let's take big money from an aging wide receiver. It's like Cleveland. You know, the, but are they? But are they? I mean, they just gave that money to Landry. Like, are they? Are they throwing that money at Antonio Brown? I could see it. I, I think Cleveland sees the success of Baker Mayfield and them winning what they went seven games this year, and and he just put the Browns on the back of his jersey last week. He just wrote an S. Antonio Brown did. did you see that picture? I did. Yeah. I, I understand that he would love that, and that would be, and he he would be great in their offense. But my question is, with what they're building and the way that they're they're doing it, young, like the the moves Dorsey made, do any of them say go after Antonio Brown? Well, I mean, we should revisit that before they got Jarvis Landry. I mean, if they didn't get it, Jarvis Landry, is a sort of an equivalent move, probably a lesser right. move. I don't think you right. can do it twice. I think you have trouble. But they do, and, need, they and, do need a number one, though. And suddenly you're bringing in with, I mean, Baker is obviously the guy in Cleveland now. Suddenly you're bringing in a guy who wants to be the, the number one guy in the locker room. Just seems like I don't know if that would be a smart move for the Browns. I think that's the point. I think you hit the nail on the head there, which is I don't, we don't want to bring anyone to, 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 to tarnish the growth of Baker Mayfield. I think that's what they're. I think that's why they say no to that trade or whatever. Any sort of talk. You got to stop moving your leg. This camera's sensitive. I've noticed. Every time you move your leg, the camera moves. I think it's just talk. You are not allowed to move. On the-, <laughs> <laughs> the camera just naturally wants to follow me. It's very sensitive. By the way, we're doing something new we've never tried. I, it threw Tug off for a minute, Prano. I have put the live feed up on my big TV. It's so stupid. You're just watching ourselves on a delay. Okay, you want me yeah. to take it off? You want me to take it off? I just don't know why. Why are you just enjoying watching yourself? Are you like the guy at Facetime who watches himself and doesn't talk to the? Well, I have this over here. You as have well. three screens of your face <laughs> in front of you. What are you doing? This is, like, this is like when the quarterback goes to the sideline and looks at the Microsoft Surface of the play that just happened. That's right. Andy has a screen. He has the big screen of us on delay. He has YouTube on his computer, and then he has an iPad of himself in real time. In real time. This is insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was hoping to get comments, and then I just left it up there. For some reason, the comments of YouTube are not showing up on Andy. Andy is simultaneously the Big Ben, the Le'Veon Bell, and the Antonio Brown of Dirty Sports. He just yells at me for moving my leg. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I still love you, Tug. It's all I know, right. I know. It's all right. We'll, we'll still get you that, that brand new flag and anthem gear. My Mr. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Your Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Okay, from one AFC North debacle to another, we got to talk about my hometown, Cincinnati Bengals. Hugh Jackson is getting interviewed. Like, this is not a test, people. This is for real. You can't make this shit up. Hugh Jackson, even if he doesn't get the job, he's interviewing for the head coaching position of the Bengals. The Rooney rule is wild. Kevin Hart's also interviewing. Prano, you asked me last podcast, what are the people supposed to do after I said, do not support the Cincinnati Bengals? You said, well, Ruther, if you live in Cincinnati, what the hell else are you supposed to do? I'll reiterate my stance again. If you live in Cincinnati, just don't support the team. Sorry. We see boycotts all the time with corporations, with companies. You cannot support an organization that is interviewing. I saw today, I was watching uh, the NFL Network because I was up this morning. This is who the Bengals have set to interview. Hugh Jackson, Vance Joseph, and Josh McDaniels turned them down. So let, let's, and uh, their offensive coordinator, um, Laser. So it's like, these are your options? These are the Cincinnati Bengals options? You can't support this organization. It's disgusting. They don't want to win. They don't. Now, I know there's a lot of Brian Kelly Bucks talk. Brian Kelly, former Cincinnati coach, where's where's Brian Kelly Bengals talk? That's that's a downgrade. Dude, I had this discussion with my family over Christmas. We were discussing that. These college players, especially elite ones at elite programs like Brian Kelly who make a lot of money, that is a downgrade. If you went from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to the Cincinnati Bengals, that is a downgrade of a job. Do we all agree? That's a downgrade. It's definitely a more secure I mean, job. Y- Way more could, secure. Yeah. You could say the same thing about the Bucks, though, I'm right? Talking about, I'm talking about the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame is a, such a secure job because he just did what he, he just got blown out. And he can do that every year. Like beat, you know, middle of the road team, beat Navy every year, go to a good bowl game. I mean, anyway, sorry, Joe. No, but but I but I think it's a downgrade because you're you're playing for Notre Dame versus playing for Cincinnati. It, it's my, my argument is the Bengals organization. The, the only job that that would be interesting for Josh McDaniels just turned down the interview. He didn't even want the interview. But my point is that job for the Bengals is for the kind of middle of the road defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator who uses it as stepping stone. A lot of these college coaches should never or would never want to come to the Bengals because you're playing for owner Mike Brown. It's a complete downgrade, in my opinion. Can we just talk about Josh McDaniels for a second? Turning, uh, In what world does Josh McDaniels have the right to be turning? I mean, I, he just turned down the Colts job sure. they, that after he took it. I mean, his Broncos run wasn't, uh, it wasn't amazing. No, it wasn't good at all. So this, I mean, I, I feel like there's red flags around that dude. Not that I, I want to stay on the Bengals topic, but man, this guy has got quite the ego on him. Or maybe uh, Belichick has some dirt on him and he can't let him go, or he, he can't he's, leave. He's the Putin. Yeah. yeah, or 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 the same way Kraft did with Belichick. He's he's already told McDaniel it's only a matter of time. You can be the you can be the head coach of this team. You just have to last. You just have to outlast Belichick, or you can go be the Bengals coach or the Colts coach. And then you know when he retires in two years, somebody else gets the job. Would you rather be the offensive coordinator for a contender for two more seasons, or would you rather be the Bengals coach for two more seasons and then be out of football again? 
Am I higher on the Bengals than than you two are? I mean, I, I think the the again the Ohio the ownership in Ohio is the problem for both teams. We can agree on that, right? Yes. But I think there's pieces in Cincinnati that if if you had if you brought McVeigh in to coach Cincinnati, they're 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 a quality team, right? Like they'd probably make the Final Four teams in the AFC. I mean. They have good pieces. Their defense is terrible, so they need to rebuild the defense. But but, but hold on. But therein lies the problem. Let's let's bring it back to Marvin Lewis. Their defense is terrible. Yet Marvin Lewis was the defensive coordinator on the Ravens. My point is Marvin Lewis made his name as a defensive coach. I don't think anyone's arguing that Marvin Lewis should have been gone a couple years ago. I don't. But know also, the, but also, who are their pieces? Like the real standout pieces. I like Mixon. Mixon led the league at AFC in rushing this year. Mixon? He did? Green. Yep. Mixon led the AFC in rushing? Yes, he did. Wow, that's a stat I would never would have known. Um, AJ Green's obviously getting on the back end of his career, but he's still when he, when he plays, he's he's still pretty good. And Boyd Boyd has shown flashes when and, and he's and he's emerged from Tyler Eifert's great when he plays one game every four years. No, I, no, I, we agreed Dalton's probably not great, but at one point they were five and two or something like that. This no, they year. started the Bengals started four and one. They finished six and ten. I'm just saying that there, I, I still think that there's reasons for optimism in this. It's, I it, don't. I think they should actually everybody in Cincinnati should go murder the entire Brown family. <laughs> I'm very interested to see where these coaches. This is a very interesting coaching carousel this year because. Everyone wants that young guy, and the, and the young guy's really not. The only guy that's young out there is well, two guys: Cliff Kingsbury, who is who is now currently at USC, but maybe going somewhere else. Yeah, and Todd Munkin, who's the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay, who um, is responsible for Joe's boy Fitz Magic. Well, well, the, I think Fitz Magic is responsible for Fitz Magic, but he's responsible for whatever Jameis Winston is, I guess. Good, good offensive mind, uh, Coach Nick Mullins, I believe it, Southern Mississippi, but uh, he's a hot name for like guys like uh, in in, in uh, the Jets and uh, his other offensive uh, minded teams. So, watch out for that. So, I'm really interested to see that, and, and I'm interested to see where our man Mike McCarthy ends up too. Well, let's get to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's going to the Browns. Isn't that isn't that the sad, that'll that'll destroy Baker Mayfield's momentum? I feel like I agree. I- I agree. <laughs> we all agree. How come My- everyone and everyone on Twitter sees that as well, except you, for the people that are hiring? Do you know what's one thing that everybody's got to keep their eye on? I don't know what, like, maybe, Tug, you're more in the know of this kind of thing than I am, but what is the relationship between Terry Bradshaw and Mike McCarthy? That's a hilarious he, bit. He stands for Mike McCarthy I know. every weekend. I know. And Mike McCarthy's not even – no one was even talking about Mike McCarthy this weekend. All he ever does is – Talk about how great Mike McCarthy is. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done my deep dive on that relationship. It's it's no Mayor Andy Ruther, that's for sure. <laughs> you never know. You <laughs> never know. Never maybe know. maybe maybe he's borrowed in his car. Maybe Mike McCarthy <laughs> was gone one weekend, and Terry Bradshaw showed up with a great plate of cheese curds, and he deep cleaned his his house, his house's carpet. You never know. I mean, it's the, it's truly the only explanation. Like. Mike McCarthy shouldn't be being talked about in week 17. And, you know, Terry Bradshaw is going like, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, if you're the Jets, if you're the Browns, if you're the, if you're the Bengals, Mike McCarthy, he's just sitting right there, it's, ready to win you 10 of them. You know, and I agree. You know what it is, and I hate to see this. It's these recycled coaches. It's the same 
shit. I'll bring politics into it. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing you see in politics. You made the joke last episode, which was the title of, of the show, Prano, about Marvin Lewis being Hillary Clinton, which was a great joke. And it's true, though. This this idea of just recycling these same people over and over again, I don't get it. Mike McCarthy was fired for a reason. He went to one Super Bowl with the greatest quarterback of all time. So who are these GMs and these owners out there thinking he's the right choice? It doesn't make logical sense to me and clearly to us. So I don't know what these guys are thinking. Can I just say one thing about the the, the Arizona He's talking about the recycled coaches. Steve Steve Wilkes, I believe, was yeah. the former coach of the Cardinals. To me, that's the biggest he got jo- fucked. joke firing. He got fucked. I mean, his, his quarterbacks he's dealing with are a rookie thrown into the fire. Uh, 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 he start, Sam Bradford started the season. And then what's Mike Glennon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how, how do you expect to do anything with that? Yeah, go, you got one year. Go prove how you're worth your, 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 you know, the head coaching position with those three quarterbacks. Well, I mean... That that one that one yeah, kind of, Steve, they kind of pissed me off because Steve Wilkes he, yeah he got the raw end of the deal now now there is a lot of chatter uh, fuck I didn't want to go into it but I am there's Uh-oh. a lot of there is a lot of chatter about all the black head coaches being fired uh, in my opinion they were all justifiably fired but him I agree yes has nothing to do with race Just nothing per- to do with race yeah, yeah I- it, it, it's the NFL but let's get to this week's and pre- also and also like yeah Wilkes is like what is, what is he gonna do in one year. But I'm like, I'm going to say it again because let's do it. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll be the guy who gets all the black Twitter hate. The, the balance for that is Mike Tomlin just has a job for life. And Marvin Lewis got to coach for 15 seasons. So there you go. For every, for every Wilkes, there's a, there's a Marvin Lewis. I, I, I am interested to see how Mike Tomlin's the, the, that era ends because we all know the Steelers don't fire coaches. Right. So what's going to happen? Is he going to do is it's, it's obviously just going to. They'll probably a forcible resignation. Not, not. I'm just not saying it's this year. I don't think it'll be this year. But I'm just curious. He's to gonna that. go on the mask, and when they pull off <laughs> of his uh, his zebra head, yeah. there's gonna be who is it? Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, is gonna be the judges. Gonna be like, you're fired. It's all. It's all gonna be tied up. It's gonna be promotion. With I don't Fox. think I, that. That I think that's why Mike Tomlin. Uh, it will be the coach of the Steelers forever because when you take that he is black and the Rooney rule, like I think there's some sort of loophole where like now he's an unfireable coach. He's a black head coach that works for the Rooney's. He can't be fired. He's like the Pope. <laughs> he, has, he has the job yeah, until he, vest. he has the job until he dies. Now, one more thing before we move on from coaches, because I've been hearing, and since we just talked to Arizona, I've been hearing Bruce Arians' name thrown around a lot. But I thought Bruce Arians, like, retired. I thought he did the Urban Meyer. Like, I thought he was retiring because he was sick or something. Is this, is this Joe Schefter? Well, Bruce Arians, you know, he did play-by-play this year. Right. I'm sorry, he did color commentary. So my thing is when they say they're retiring for health, you travel just as much when you're an analyst, and you're. I'm not saying you're watching as much, but you're still watching a ton of game film. So I don't think it was a health reason. I just think I just thought he. Well, Arian said. Arian said previously, the Browns. He wanted the Browns. The only teams he's interested in are were the, was the Browns, and then he said he'd be open to the Bucks. See, oh. to me, and I know you're down on it as a job, but like I love Bruce Arians to the Packers. 
I, you know, th- there's there's some stuff on Twitter. Some uh, I forget who wrote it yesterday. I'll have, I'll have to dig it up. A beat writer or a former player or something. Kind of just threw an absolute giant, <laughs> giant piece of shade on Aaron Rodgers. And they said, what's the pitch for the Browns? Come, come deal with a quarterback that internally leaks information to reporters and complains. And it just, it just sounds like there's... Wait, concerning Aaron Rodgers? Correct. Not the Browns. You're saying the Packers. Packers, correct. It just sounds like maybe there was a, a, just too much discord between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, again, I, I'm down on that job because of the... My, my the money. money. You're, you're paying Aaron Rodgers, yeah. And I'm just wondering, are we too far gone? Is anyone, similar to Antonio Brown, is there anyone who can corral Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers knows he's the, one of the greatest of all time. Wait a second. This is an interesting take. You're saying Aaron Rodgers is is a problem too? I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know Aaron Rodgers. What I'm saying is I see some stuff leaked out from, from Green Bay Press. I see the... I don't know if Jordan Rogers is the cool brother or Aaron Rodgers is the cool brother. <laughs> which when I what I do know is that stuff is being leaked out about their relationship on Twitter by a brother. So something's not right. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like there's obviously we read the book about here's an interesting thing I'll say. Remember the book that came out, I think um who who wrote the uh it's the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Farr book? Uh, came out last year. I, I don't know anything about it. Okay, there's a book came out by the guy who wrote "Boys Will Be Boys." I'll figure out the name. Someone help me out on Jeff YouTube. Perlman. Jeff Perlman, thank you. Uh, yes, of the Joe uh, Prano yes, podcast. Joe Prano podcast, exactly. So he wrote a book about the early days of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and and how he was just like a punk. Just, Aaron Rodgers, just a total punk, going around talking about how smart he was, and just sort of not like you know. Just kind of like easing himself into the Packers organization. And to bring back my boy Hawk, he says, Andrew Hawkins says, I believe that people don't change. They just are who they are, regardless of money. So, Uh, so, I think that's a bad take. People change. Okay. God damn it, I've changed. Well, you don't have any money. You don't have any money. Yeah, we'll talk about when you have money. Damn. Uh, Double shots fired. (laughs) Jesus. Kick Kick a guy while he's down. So, I again, I love Aaron Rodgers. I love watching him play. I don't know anything about the behind the scenes, but what I'm saying, where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. Okay. So I'm just curious. Well, let's get to the picks, but before we do that, guys, if you want to see NFL playoff games, you should get those tickets via SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the only app that Joe and I use, the only app that Tug uses. Tug not only sees sports events, this guy has been... On Broadway, you can go see Broadway via SeatGeek. Did you know? Did you know that, Tug? I did. You could go see Hamilton. You could even see where you're gonna sit to see Hamilton via SeatGeek. So, Dirtballs, download the SeatGeek app right now. I was showing it to my dad, and I'll tell you what, guys. When I told Walt Ruther that he got to save ten dollars, his head exploded. In fact, he was so happy he took me bowling. He used that extra $10 to play two bowling games. So, guys, download the SeatGeek app right now because, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay, we are talking NFL playoffs. Go, Tug. 20 seconds. Uh, related to SeatGeek, Joe, give me a 30-second review of Tom York in Las Vegas, please. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. It was in a very small 
uh, theater. It was probably like around a thousand people. It was a place called the Chelsea in the Cosmopolitan. And what I loved, it was it was small enough where he had like a very like small size for you know super rock stars screen and light set up but it was like perfect for the room and it was just it, i felt like it was like me and tom and a light show and it was fantastic it, i i the, the the whole room was like shaking uh with it was loud it was it was it was just great it was fantastic if you're a radiohead fan or a tom york fan i think that was his last show on the tour but i highly recommend going to see him solo i know a lot of people don't normally jump in on the solo train but it's like getting to kind of see that that radiohead style but in such a small venue and we and we and andy and i were, were, were teasing about your instagram use insta store use but you use that really well for that concert it was fun to watch that show i mean anyway I'm, as a as a music goer shout out to original blaha who i know is uh another a concert goer i was excited to see that show all right are, are you guys ready to talk some nfl playoffs because that's, that's, can that's, can that's what i'm here to do can we have 60 seconds of like culture talk i'm sorry <laughs> we talked about your rug earlier you goddamn right that's a clean rug it's a rug's cl- rug that's yeah, a clean exactly. rug okay joe prano it officially starts now no swearing for you as long as we're talking nfl playoffs we will start off with the colts at the texans the spread, if you look up here, Tug, is one and a half. Texans favorites. I'm saying it. I can't back out. I'm going to double down. The Houston Texans will win this game and cover the spread. I think defensively, they're better. I'm going to give them the advantage at home, even though I like Andrew Luck better than Deshaun Watson. I think the Texans take care of business. And Bill O'Brien and his butt chin, I will trust. What say you, Joe Prano? I am. This is the only game of the whole weekend where I'm taking the uh, underdog to actually win the game. Uh, I am taking the Colts to win. I've never believed in Bill O'Brien. I've never believed in this Texans team. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson are both fantastic, but how can you, I mean, you don't have to be a defensive genius to know just double DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have a whole lot of weapons. Um, the, this Colts team is maybe the only team that I really have like any sort of love for in the playoffs. So I'm rooting for them. I think they win. Uh, I think this has been setting up for it the whole year. Everybody's finally on the Texans train. Uh, Bill O'Brien won first, won 10 games for the first time at any level of football that he's ever coached at. And he loses his first playoff game to Andrew Luck. I'm, I'm torn. These games are really tough this weekend. Um, I, you know, Originally, my lean is to Houston in this game. Couple, couple facts and figures in this game. They split the season series. The Colts won in Houston, I believe, just a couple weeks ago. Houston, uh, we know the Colts started one and five, and have just been on fire um, the past year. And the T.Y. Hilton goes off against the Texans every time they play. He, he, he caught ten, I think, ten balls for 199 yards, maybe two or three weeks ago. We see the the, the back end of the Texans defense really struggle. Uh, the Eagles hung 31 on them, I think, or 32 again two two weeks ago. They only gave up three to a very powerful Jags uh, b- 
Blake Bortles led team last week. Very potent offense. <laughs> I uh, sense some. <laughs> I'm sensing sarcasm yeah. there, Todd. Um, I, I really think, for me, the difference is uh, is I think Frank Wright's an awesome coach. I agree. Agreed. I think, I think Frank Wright is awesome. I like the way he he, he uh, Chris Collinsworth, tip of the cap to him. Uh, uh, talked about how much of the Eagles offense he sees in the Colts offense. Why do we see that? Because he was OC at the Eagles last year. You see a lot of these, you know, different sets of running backs. You know, Ebron's unbelievable. I just feel like, by the way, Reich has just the coolest look right now. I think he's got like full hoodie and just giant beard. For the beard alone, I'm going to go with. And and I'm Colts. going and and to to jump on that, I'm also going with the Colts because I think the. Colts offensive line, which has done a complete 180 uh, over the course of this season, can you know can limit the pressure that the Texans get. I mean, Andrew Luck doesn't get pressured. I mean, he doesn't get sacked. He's not taking hits. And I know everybody wanted to have the Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield rookie of the year conversation. And the people that have been jumping on the Baker train lately are saying the reason is because look at what his team did, to which I say, if that's your justification, then Quentin Nelson is your rookie, your offensive rookie of the year. He came in and was a, a, a top five draft pick that came in and not single-handedly, but was a, certainly a major part of turning around their offensive line from horrible to the best in football. Andrew looks like a supercharged Kirk Cousins because he has an ability to throw a pick six like every game, and still throws three or four touchdowns. Like he, it's just he's an amazing dude. I mean, like he he just throws the ball so much. He throws the ball. I mean, give him a pick six last week to Tennessee. Still throws. I think he threw three touchdowns in like seven eight games in a row. It's just something about Andrew Luck. I just I really I'm so happy that he's healthy again because he's really fun to watch. I mean, he's and he's such. A dork, <laughs> such a dork. I mean, did you guys watch the that? Best way. Did you guys watch yeah. that post game interview? Yes, absolutely amazing. Such a dork, guys. He got. I think. He, I believe he got his degree in architecture in three years. Smart guy. Do you remember that? Uh, there was a one NFL like b- behind the. Yeah, uh, I only wanted to be an architect. <laughs> I, I, I build offenses and I build, I build a house. NFL films, you know, where he's like, he gets hit, and he's like, "Great hit, man! Great hit, buddy! Yeah, really good hit." Well, he got me. Just, Actually he's, hurt a little bit. <laughs> you know what Andrew Luck is, though? He's the guy who's like, he's the big dork. He's the athletic freak. He's the nice guy. Everybody likes him. He's the guy who's just a savage sexually, though. <laughs> like, he's that guy who's like, he's, you You walk in, he's eating some ass in the locker room. You're like, yo, dude, why are you bringing your girl in here? I'm not going to lie. I've been the architect of a couple of threesomes in my time. <laughs> We got a new Fredo impersonation, Andrew Luck. I love it. All right, so you guys are going Colts. I'm going Texans. The Sunday night primetime game will be... Saturday night. Saturday night, sorry. Will be the Dallas Cowboys at home against the Seattle Seahawks. The boys are two-point favorites. This is, I believe, is this the ESPN game? This is Fox. This is Fox. Okay. So I have been riding my boy. Russell Wilson, all fucking year. I've been riding the Seahawks. I'm going to ride them again. I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be close. Defenses are pretty even. I'd give the slight edge to Dallas defensively. 
running game, Seattle overall rushes for more yards, but obviously you have Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys. To me, it's the quarterback that's going to decide it and the coach. And that the Seahawks have a better quarterback and they have a better coach. I'm taking the Hawks on the road in Big D, the win and the upset. Now, before I let Tug answer this and give his take on this game, I, I got to say that a couple of weeks ago he was on the show. He called the Seahawks Paper Tigers. You are an unabashed Seattle Seahawks fan. Tug is a Dallas Cowboys fan. I feel like there's a bet in order here. I am a Russell Wilson fan, for the record, and I believe in Pete Carroll. I don't believe in Jason Garrett, but I'm willing. I'm, I'm ready to take a bet. Let's we'll do something. We'll do some. Uh, want to do some some Trader Joe's green tea? <laughs> <laughs> Fredo, is that your, is that, is your, that the most, your supply of green tea? <laughs> that's the most tug coker bet ever. A year supply of no, green no. tea. You no, know, no, you know how cheap that green tea is. I have no idea. You get you get a forty eight pack of that for like two bucks. So I'll buy you. Um, <laughs> buy you forty packs of green tea. Lifetime supply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The green tea bet. There you have it. All right. A year supply, which will be like twenty dollars. Done. Um, <laughs> Joe, you you go first, then I'll then I'll tell you my answer. Um, I, I I gotta say there there's some uh, portion of this that I do agree with Andy Ruther. I agree that uh, the Seattle Seahawks have a decided coaching advantage. Um, they, I mean, when I look at this game, like with my gut, I say. The Seattle Seahawks win this game on the road in Dallas. But when I when I step back from how bad I think Jason Garrett is and how much I don't like this Cowboys team in general, and I and how much I honestly don't like this Seattle Seahawks team in general, what I'm left with is it's on the road. The Seahawks are a different team on the road. I mean, the, the, not that I believe in the Cowboys at home. I think if, if there was going to be any team that loses a home game and just their fans just, you know, walk home sad in their jean shorts and their Jordans, it'll be Dallas Cowboys fans. But the pressure that Dallas, I think, will get um, in terms of a pass rush and, and my longstanding one criticism true criticism of Russell Wilson, his inability to handle the pass rush. I do think that this has a smell of a uh, Russell Wilson 8 for 14, 79 yard first half where one of the drives is, you know, 15 runs down to the two and then he, you know, gets his play action two yard touchdown after an all rushing drive and everything. Look how efficient he is. It's amazing. It's so efficient. But I, I think it stinks of uh, a Russell first half on the road. And I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover, but I think it's going to come down to the last play, last kick of the game. And I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to win the game. You scroll back up, Andy, because that, that, that line is like two. That's right? what I'm saying. You're, it's up two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it comes down to a Dallas Cowboys kick at the buzzer for the win. Wow. Brett Maher getting it done, sh- showing everyone that we don't need whoever the... Bailey? <laughs> yeah, Dan Bailey. I want to bring something up to both you guys. Uh-oh. If, so if Dak loses... This is what, Dak's third year? Yeah. So he's only played one playoff game. He lost to the Packers at home, right? In a, in a classic. Absolute classic. No, it was a great game, but played played really well. Yeah, he, he did have a good game. But I just want to bring up, you know, 
this is one of those games, in my opinion, for Dak to take that next step. Whether he has a great game or not, at the end of the day, we look at we judge quarterbacks by their wins and losses come playoff time. Whether it's right or wrong, we do. I know it's a team sport, but we do judge that way. I think this is one of those games that he has to win. Well, the bad news is for the Cowboys is that uh, Evan Silva on Twitter uh, talks about the decided splits that Dak has when he plays uh, a man-to-man defense. He's very good. When he plays a zone defense, like the Colts, he's bad. Seahawks have been playing a lot of zone this year. So I don't think we're going to see a big Dak game this week. What I think we're going to see is the man who rested week 17 knowing he's going to get the ball 35 times on Saturday. Zeke. Zeke Elliott. Now, the the, the Seahawks have been known in the past for their defense. Russell Wilson's been awesome. I lean towards the Ruther a part of the argument for Russell Wilson being really good. But their defense has been not great this year. Good, not great. They give up almost five yards a carry. Uh, they gave up 24 last week to the Cardinals. Uh, you can see people play uh, run on them. Um, I do think the game will be pretty pretty low scoring because they're going to see so much running. I mean, I, clock, I would, clock's going to get absolutely eaten up. In I'll this tell game. you what. The over-under is currently 42.5 that we're looking at. I would for sure take the under. I agree. I'll take the under in this game. Here's why I like the Cowboys. I try to think about where public perception is. I feel like everyone... The, 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 this is a revenge game because the Seahawks beat Dallas in Seattle, I think, week three. Um, it's an opportunity for Cowboys to get some revenge, and I think that that's the, C- the Cowboys are going to win this game. As a Cowboys fan, though, I think you should want them to lose. Why? Because maybe that ends Jason Garrett's era. No way. He got, he got him to the playoffs. He does not. He's not leaving the show. No. He, he. Yeah. There's no way he gets fired if they lose this game. So um, this is also, by the way, the Tony Romo uh, dropped extra point revenge game. That's exactly right. I want to bring that up. Thank you, Joe. Um, <laughs> they are, they are, Romo's coming out as the 53rd man to hold, um, and he's going to make it happen. Even though so. last game was in Seattle when that happened. That's correct. He will not be calling a game because it is a Fox game. That's why he'll be active. Yeah. He will be ready to go. <laughs> Can I say something about Romo now that we're talking about him? And I tweeted this uh, a few weeks ago. I'm not the biggest fan. He, he knows his stuff, but I, you know what I don't like about Romo? I think there's fake enthusiasm. Could not disagree more. And this is time for <laughs> TC Minute. No, no, no. Hold on a second before you do your TC Minute. Let me explain my point. Okay. Oh, my God, it's so loud here in the Superdome. I can't even hear you, Jim. It's like, dude, you're you're a dork. You played hide-and-seek for your bachelor party. You're faking enthusiasm. I don't think he's... I just don't think he has... Dude, don't fake it. You don't have to act so enthused. Just be... Like, Troy Aikman's great how he does it. I think... I, Andy, I'm, I'm going to... You, you almost brought up, like, the exact thing that I would say would be an argument against it. He played hide-and-seek at his bachelor party. This guy gets excited about almost nothing. That's right. Hey, Tony Romo, I, I, I mean, I'm a Tony Romo fan. Um, not as big as other Cowboys fans are, uh, but but he's a dork. Okay. He's a dork. He play, he's, like, loves golf, like, plays golf, like, played golf in high school, like, you know, just... And he's not... He's, that's not the... He's a good-looking guy, but he's not very cool, like... He says, I think he really is into that stuff. I think that's just who he is. If anything, I like to talk. Maybe he talks like 10% less. Okay. But I think you just need guys who are that smart with X's and O's. 
He's great at that. Yeah. I'm not taking that away from him. He's brilliant at X's and O's. He calls the plays before they happen. We all see that. But I don't know. I just feel when I'm watching those games. If you have one guy to call the, to be the color guy for for a show for a game that you're watching, who do you have? One guy for color. And I'll, you can do two if you want to have Booger. Booger come back into your. <laughs> no, I don't want Booger. Um, He's going Collinsworth. He loves Collinsworth. I love Collinsworth. Can't, he can't quit the Bengals. But he can't quit them. But here's the deal. I'm a big fan of Aikman too. And, I, you know, it's funny because Aikman and Romo. This now we're getting all TC minute, but they're they're basically they're basically different sides of the spectrum because Romo like gets over energized and Aikman is kind of like pretty like neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a neutrality to way that Tony calls a game. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I just is Romo calling? The, who has a Super Bowl this year? Do you know? CBS does. So this is that's that's where you really want to see Romo shine. With the, you think he's going to be excited about the Superdome? <laughs> his head's going to explode. He's going to play hide and seek for, <laughs> for the Nance for the, for the pregame yeah. show. <laughs> God, what a dork! Hide you want to know what's it, what's most interesting about this game before we move on? For me, this will be the first time in probably I don't know how many years I'm actually rooting for the Seattle Seahawks in something. And this is just your NFC East hatred, or just a joke? yeah, it has to be. yeah, it has to be, you know. Hate the Cowboys and the Eagles, but you know, never just can't ever root for them. Just can't ever. So I'm rooting for Russell's one road playoff victory, and then everybody will, you know, deem him the king, and then he'll lose next round. See, see, again, I don't think people are doing that, Joe. I I just think you have this. You you're saying everyone's deeming him that. I I don't I don't really see that. Oh, you should. Yeah, you should. You like get people. Slurp Russ. They slurp him. That's 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 my thing. Is like I don't even mind. I've I've always said a great QB. Love it. It's just everybody's got to dial it back a little bit. Well, again, I think if if you basically if you look at what he's done from a statistical standpoint, like. I don't know why. which I which which I do, which is not my basis for everything. So <laughs> and 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 again, I, look, I'm rooting for him this weekend. I hope he does. This could be the first of three. But here here it is. With the, the the we've laid down the the quarterback gauntlet. Everybody is on the Russ Slurp campaign. We get he gets three road games to go to the Super Bowl. But let me just say this: if I said through the first seven years. If I said Russell Wilson through his first seven years threw more touchdown passes than Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, it's like, well, these are things to back it. Like he threw right, but again, and we've talked about it before, and we'll talk about it again. When you are a absolute sure thing out of college, you get drafted by the worst team in football. Okay, and I'll say this again. Eli Manning. To kind of cut you off. Cam Newton. Ben Roethlisberger went to a good team. Phillip Rivers, by the way, these are are their first seven years starting. Phillip Rivers instantly went to like a 14-2 team, a 13-3 team. Drew Brees started off on good teams. So so that argument is kind of debunked with those guys. Tom Brady was on a good team. I'm just saying like the only one that that really doesn't work for is maybe... Aaron Rodgers and Eli Manning. I'm just saying those guys all were on good teams. They just they were. 
I mean, Cam Newton wasn't, Matt Ryan wasn't, Eli Manning wasn't. Like, they just weren't. All right, well. You guys talk about this every time I see you. Like, this should be called the yeah. Russell Wilson podcast. I mean, I just, it's unbe- I just, even, even off air, it's like, this is unbelievable how much you guys talk yeah. about this dude. I love Russ. I'm, saying, I'm, 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 rooting for him. I'm rooting for him this weekend, and there you go. The, 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 the teal green carpet has been laid down. Three road games to the Super Bowl. Captain Captain Russ, Mighty Mouse. The last thing I'll say Do about it. this 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 game is, I feel like uh, Seahawks fans and supporters of Russell Wilson are probably the most excited to see the, the Dallas Cowboys. Like I feel like they, oh, they, they feel like, doubt. they feel like the one team that they can get is without the Cowboys, and I feel like the one team that the Cowboys can get are the Seahawks. So it's it's going to be a very interesting game. Because um, I don't think I would want to play the Eagles the third time this year, and I don't want to play Chicago in Chicago. No, no. So, well, let, well, let's move on to yeah. Sunday's games then. Chargers at Baltimore rematch from what was that week sixteen, mm-hmm. where the Chargers lost, and we're going to put this in air quotes at home to the Ravens. Baltimore's two and a half point favorite. Look, I said preseason Chargers make it to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to back out now. As much as God damn that Ravens defense is good, I'm gonna have to put my faith in Philip Rivers and hope that Lamar Jackson finally just plays an awful game, even though he hasn't. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I feel like he just keeps not getting exposed. Well, you just talked about Russell Wilson winning three on the road. This has to be the year. Joe has said it. I'm gonna agree with him. You got the pieces. He's got a defense. He's got weapons offensively. This has to be the year Phillip Rivers does it. I don't know what else to say. So I'm going to trust that the Chargers do it. I'm going Chargers to win in Baltimore. Prano? I'm, I'm going with my exact same prediction of last game. I think that the Ravens win this game. But I think it is a I think that Ravens defense comes to play. I think the Chargers defense is is good. Although I don't think it's a great matchup for what the Ravens are doing offensively right now, running a uh, you know uh, and the same offense Army was running in the 1940 Cotton Bowl, but uh, uh, I think I think uh, I think it's a super close game. I think the the Chargers cover and the Ravens win. You think it's another very this is two and a half point favorite. I know. I'm saying I think the I think we're going to have a couple of games come down to kicks at the end, but I do think the one thing that I have not been I've looked at all this everybody this is the year anybody can win, anybody can win, anybody can win. Besides the Colts this weekend I'm going every higher seed or lower seed depending on how you look There's at like it. There's like better seed. You know, the the stats say anywhere between 75 and 83% of all games in the NFL do not involve the spread. So Joe is bucking that trend right away. Basically, if you were to bet every game on the slate, only one or two games a week are going to involve the spread. The, the, you just pick an outright winner, you're going to cover the spread. That's that's the general NFL rule. Uh, just drop a little degenerate information. God, tugging um, these deep dives, huh, Frano? He just pulls... The, he, he, he's, these stats are amazing. Well, it, yeah. I'm a D, I'm a degen. What can I say? Um, well, I, and, and I know that the, you know the the typical argument, right, in picking an underdog is you've got to you've got to think that they have a chance to win the game, which I think both of those teams do. I think I, I think both Cowboys or both the Seahawks and 
the Chargers have uh, have great shots of winning the game, which is why I'm taking them. But I also think that uh, that the, that the, the, those favorites come out on top. This game is very interesting. I think it's a tough game to to predict for a couple of reasons. I'm a I'm a huge Lamar Jackson guy. He brought me a fantasy championship, uh, um, and. I love watching him play. I'm excited to see him grow. This is the first game that he's ever played where he's played a team twice in the same season. So uh, an interesting point to me is who, who's going val- to get more value? Lamar Jackson sing a defense for the second time or the defense sing Lamar Jackson for the second time? That to me is very interesting. The Chargers, how much are the Chargers going to learn from the first time they played? I think uh, if the Ravens win this game, they don't win because of Lamar. They win because of their defense. And how much? How much is uh, Philip Rivers going to learn from playing the Ravens two weeks ago? I really want this for him. I, I do too. I, I've grown to really like him, and we know the numbers he's put up. Yeah. I, I would love to see him in, in a Super Bowl, and I think it'd be great. I don't know if we touched on this at one point. It'd be. Gr- I think it'd be a great for the NFL to see a Drew Brees. Philip Rivers Super Bowl, especially since they had that history with San Diego. I think there'd be so many great storylines there. It's funny how little known Philip Rivers is nationally for being a good quarterback for so long. Like people don't really know anything about his personality. Like you can say stuff about Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. But, like Philip Rivers is almost never on TV. I think he has like zero ads. You never see him do like a yogurt commercial. Um, I mean, Dak's he's like a yogurt commercial. He's like drink, eat yo play, and impregnate your wife. <laughs> But there's live there's live cultures in this yo play like there's live cultures in my penis. <laughs> yeah, the last thing I'll say from a betting perspective, like the game in San Diego a couple weeks ago, the line was like minus five and a half, minus six for San Diego. Okay. Generally, there's a six point edge for a home game. So the theory is that the Baltimore, according to the line, Baltimore should be around a pick 'em. Because they're minus, they're plus five, plus six. Well, aren't you spotted three at home? Yeah, neutral, neutral field. So a neutral field says, a neutral site says, like, like two teams are even. They'll they'll be a pick 'em on a neutral site, and then each team will be a three point favorite at home. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the fact that they're minus five and minus six, they're saying that they're the better team than Baltimore. So now, but what I'm saying is, line value is on LA, the Chargers. So. As much as I want to pick the Ravens, there's a lot of love. All of a sudden, there's so much love on the Ravens. Watch out for the Ravens. They're going to make a move. They're going to make a move. And I, I believe that and want that from Lamar. I'm going to take the Chargers in this game because I just feel like the, the Ravens have somehow become overvalued in the past couple weeks. All right. Well, let's move on to the last game of the weekend. The Eagles at the Bears. Now, we already know Prano is going to take the Bears. The Eagles are a six-point dog at Soldier Field. I, I can't, just can't take the Eagles. I'm big on the Bears. They are a team that I want no part of the Rams facing, and it's going to happen. Uh, I know they got a young quarterback. I do believe in the in the Bears' defense that much. I think the Nick Foles magic ends this week. I do think it's a good game, though. I think it's a close game. I think the Eagles cover that six-point spread. However, I'm going to go with the Bears. I think the Bears win. I think the Bears cover. I don't think it's that close. I still that doesn't change the fact that I still think that 
what Nick Foles has done with this Eagles team is ridiculous. I didn't see it coming. I I poo pooed on it all last year. I you know loved the fact that he started this season. But you can't take away what the guy's done just in getting them there. I'm sure he'll have a couple big plays in this game. I'm sure it'll be close for a while. But in the end, I think the Bears are just too talented. It's a home game for them. I think that the Bears do falter in this playoffs. I know that you're afraid of them. As a Rams fan, uh, as, a, as a guy who picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl, I'm less afraid of them going into L.A., uh, but I think that they get it done in the divisional round, and I think it's a 10-point game. Man, I don't want to go all three on the Bears. I don't want to do it. I, I like the Bears in this game as well. The, my one fear is another guy that I really I, I like more than most people is Mr. Bisky. I think he's, he's a – Hot take from Eddie Ift. Eddie Ift was a guest appearance on the uh, show. The, the variable is Mr. Bisky. I think if he plays well, this game will not be close. Um, but for fun, for fun, I'll take the Eagles in this game. Well, Ruther took the Eagles with the spread too. Oh, never mind. I'm taking the Bears. <laughs> All righty, there you have it. NFL Wild Card Weekend playoffs. Are we going to make any predictions? Do we want to make any predictions for Super Bowl, fellas? I predicted. You, you've been sticking with it. And you've been sticking with your predictions. You keep saying, I predicted this. I, I just want to remind people, I predicted Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. And I'm going to so. go on record and say, no way in hell do either. I'm going to make this claim. No way that either the Chiefs or the Rams make the Super Bowl. And, I, and I'm sticking with my preseason pick. I've got this far. Uh, I, I went preseason Chiefs-Rams with a brand-new quarterback for the Chiefs. The Rams obviously coming off a, a very nice season last year. But I've got the one seed, and I've got the two seed, and I feel I feel, I mean, I, I feel better than I thought I would at this point. I mean, it's coming into the – it's been making that pick in the preseason. If you told me one's going to be one seed, one's going to be the two seed, I'd have been like, I'll take it. So I'm, I'm doubling down on my uh, – my Super Bowl prediction, I low-key kind of think the Saints-Chiefs, but I'm going to stick with Rams-Chiefs. You're going to ride with your boy Andy Reid? You love him. I, 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 that's the thing. I don't love Andy Reid. And, and, if, and if anything is going to end up biting me in the tuckets here on the not-swearing portion of the show, nice. uh, it's uh, Andy Reid. I just think that they're so talented, and they have just so many weapons. And when you look around the league – and, and you talk about just, like, the ability to – Andy Reid's offensive mind, at least. Like, I honestly am not sure, like, who uh, – that, that Chargers team, obviously, with them being in the division together, can be could be scary for them. But, like, the Ravens team, oh, no, that Ravens defense, like, I know that they played a close game, but I think come playoff time with the weapons, like, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not super afraid of the Pats. I'm not super afraid of the Ravens. I'm not. I mean, I'd be mostly afraid of the the, the Chargers, but I don't think the Chargers escape this weekend. And uh, I'm going. I'm going Chiefs Saints Rams, but I'm sticking with the Rams because that's my pick. I made. I like the uh, Chiefs Saints Rams pick for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. I, my, my, can I, 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 I can't believe this blows my mind that you guys are just ignoring the defensive holes on both those teams. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm. Look. Can I say something? Go. My teams are. Uh, first of all, I don't think a team. Uh, the last, like, I don't know, six Super Bowls have all been from teams that have buys. 
Like no no team uh, that has played on Wild Card Weekend has gone to the Super Bowl since I, th- I want to say the Ravens with Ray Lewis. Um, but someone can ch- no. You're, you're, you you are you smoked crack? I'll just start reeling off teams who made the Super Bowl since the Packers did it. That's that was that was uh, since Ray Lewis. Since Ray, Ray Lewis, big dog. Oh, you're talking. You're talking against the Niners. Correct. Okay, my bad. Okay, I, I, I uh, take back my smoking someone, crack. Somebody, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. Um, so you think? So I'm just saying. So my my feeling is, I just feel like it's lined up for the Saints. I told you this the last time on the podcast. All, all home games, then they play in Atlanta. All dome time for them for the rest of the year. The defense is actually doing better than their offense um, the last couple of weeks. So I'd be surprised if the Saints don't get there. I, my, my my call this my cap my change to this rule is though what I just said. I think the winner of the Chargers Ravens game goes to the Super Bowl. I don't know which one it's going to be. Well, that's my pick at this point. Heading into the playoffs, I'm going to say Saints Chargers again. Defensively, to me, I just see too many holes, uh, and we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP without a doubt. He's the MVP. We also haven't seen him in the playoffs. Sorry. I've seen, and I have also seen Goff in the playoffs. You suspect Goff. All right, Prano. I know you got breakfast to eat, or it's it's noon. Is it lunch at this point? It's what brunch. It's brunch. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I don't know. It's, Eddie's a, it's Miller Lite. Right? So, sounds like Eddie just woke up. I'm sure he's out there making you know bison and sweet potatoes. Yeah, some some very Eddie F. And shaming you, know. you, shaming you for having a donut. Is there a reality yeah. show involved with a comedy condo? I feel like there's that's that, that's got life, right? There should be just like the rotating cast <laughs> That'd every be amazing. week. Amazing. Well, yeah. Joe, where can everybody see you guys live this weekend? Reiterate that one House, more time. House of Comedy, which is in Phoenix. We're here tonight, tomorrow. Uh, what's today? Thursday. Tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. So come out and see a show. All right. Prano, you made it through one week without swearing. Compliments to you. And uh, you'll be back. Will you be back on Monday? What are we going to do Monday? I'll be back on Monday. All right. So we can do a show. I'm not sure what time. I'm not sure what time, but I'll be back on Monday. Okay. We'll talk about it off air. Tug, great working with you as always, sir. I feel like the conversation's elevated when you and I are together. I um, agree. We should, do, we should do this without Andy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, we love you, buddy. All right, Joe. Great talking to you, man. Good luck with the show. See you guys. See you. Later, bud. Well, that was pleasant. I thought that went pretty well. Yeah. What were you expecting? I don't know. I'm expecting it not to go well. Well, we're we're all friends in real life, so I feel like that was just us having a nice conversation that you and I would have at the whaler or whatever. You did make a good point, Prano and I. We, we argue, dude. We said this the other day, but like the entire de- train down to the Rams Chiefs game was this conversation. Was the Russell Wilson conversation? But again, I I have enough numbers just to back it up. I don't want to do it again. We're not. No, please don't. I'm because you know what I'm. <laughs> You saw my spreadsheet. You saw care. my spreadsheet. I did. I saw you pull the spreadsheet up. Oh, that's that's for a big thing I'm doing. I'm either gonna do a video or a giant article. Hey, dirtballs! When we get off the show, Andy's gonna talk to me about Russell Wilson again for like five to. No, ten I'm not minutes. gonna talk that's to you. That's 100 fact. I'm not gonna talk to you. Although, although it has gotten out of control. It's so with, out of control. With not just you, other friends, yeah. family members. Yeah. It's just like this is the, this is my one hill. Yeah, I'm gonna this is di- your hill. I'm gonna die on. Yep. About him being a top five quarterback. Anyway, Tug, another hill that I would gladly die on is my support of the Robinhood app. Have you have you heard about this app at all, Tug? I have. 
Robinhood is a great investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. Do you do you dabble at all in the stock market at all? I do. You dabble a little? Well, talk, let me tell you about Robinhood. It is a cost no it's a cost slash no commission fee. That's what it says right here. And I know this because I use it. So if you if you're gonna use your stockbroker, like my old man, shout out to Walt Ruther, retired stockbroker. If you if you had to go through him in the past, he was gonna take a commission. Robinhood does not do that. A lot of these brokers will charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And they have very easy-to-use charts. Uh, I've said this before, and I will say it again. I am not an expert at all when it comes to this stuff. In fact, I remember in high school, I was taking an economics class. I went to my dad with work for a day. I did not understand it. All these computers, I'm like, this is too confusing. I'm a very simple guy. I like to look at simple numbers, like Russell Wilson has thrown this many touchdown passes (laughs) versus so-and-so. Robinhood makes that all easy. With these easy-to-understand charts and market data, you can place a trade in just four taps on your phone. And best of all, guys, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock. That's free. F-R-E-E, stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You can sign up right now. You can do it right now at dirtysports.robinhood.com. That's dirtysports.robinhood.com. And that link will be in the description of the episode. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and do that and help support the show. Okay. You want to talk some basketball, Mr. Coker? Let's do it. Let's talk a little NBA. So James Harden is going off these days. Balling. Has he now emerged as the MVP? You know, it's funny. I was on a couple weeks ago when we talked about LeBron was unanimous MVP. And things have changed. The winds of change in the league happens fast. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, gosh. I feel like Harden's one of the most polarizing figures in the NBA. I agree. Um, and, that, and that means something. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard for people to be all in on – people are in are all in. Uh, your boy uh, Barry McClockiner. Not in on Barry McCockner. Barry, Barry McCockner. Sorry, sorry if, if you're Barry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, you get that's why it's called Barry McCockner, right? Why? Barry. Oh God, McCockner. Yep. yep. Didn't think about it till right now. Yeah. Barry, so, so very it, good, Barry. So if it was Barry McClockner, <laughs> wouldn't make any sense. Almost like Barry McLockner, like he's bearing a gun inside <laughs> okay. a woman. Anyway, I, Barry. Um, here's how you have to look at it. Here's how I always view MVP. There's most valuable player. This is in all sports. And there's player of the year. Does that make sense? Yes. Value-wise, it's LeBron James every goddamn year. It is. It's LeBron every year. We see what the Cavs are doing now without him. We see what the Lakers are doing now without him. Both teams fucking suck without him. But I will say, James Harden, value-wise, is pretty awesome and amazing, too, for the Rockets. So let's play that game now. Where are the Houston Rockets without James Harden? Nowhere. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a good case to be made. I mean, you look at the West right now. I looked at the West, the standings this morning. 
because you know the the Lakers are without LeBron and Rondo for for a few games. Um, they fell to the eighth seed. I mean, it's so packed. Yeah, it's so packed in the West that like one week of, th- of three four losses takes you out of the playoff race, which is kind of nutty for half a season to go. I mean, like, you know, I mean the Lakers aren't going to miss the playoffs, but like it's 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 a crazy tight West. I want to. You brought up the Lakers, and we'll continue talking this MVP stuff and James Harden. Did you watch in that game last night? I did. I'm doubling down on my Brandon Ingram stuff. Brandon Ingram does nothing for them. I'm sorry. I said it a few weeks ago. I'm doubling down on it. You watch that game. Guys, Brandon Ingram, I believe I saw a stat. He, 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 17 and 11 off like 21 shots to get 17 points. I believe that was only the second time all year he's had double-digit rebounds. What is Brandon Ingram bringing to the table? LeBron's down. What is he doing? Dude, you're a top-five pick. I, I, I'm I'm confused as well. I mean, I want him to be. I think there's just some sort of body language thing with Ingram. When I watch him play, I don't feel like he he like wants to to dominate. There's just no dominate gene that I've seen come to life yet with him. It's a good point. Um, and the guy that the guy they're missing LeBron, they're missing Rondo, but they're also missing Kuzma. And Kuzma has shown like I, I'm not a Lakers guy, but like Kuzma's really really good. He's great. Like he, he actually has a dominant. He, he like he wants from day one. He was like, I want a ball. I want to play with the best. I agree. And they don't have a guy right now on the Lakers team that says like, let me let me take over. Sure. Uh, and Ingram, they're giving every opportunity to show Ingram that that that, that space. What have they won? One game since LeBron got hurt. Yeah, I'm not counting the Golden State game. It was a comeback against win. the Kings. Yeah, against the Kings in the fourth, they needed that win. I'm just saying, like, again, I'm going to keep reiterating it. Where, where's Brandon Ingram at? He, he's, he's not showing it. This is, to me, this is your time to shine. LeBron's out. You got to step it up. And, and you bring up a great point. I completely agree. When I watch those games, and I watch most Lakers games, at the very least, I have them on in the background on one of my two TVs. Thank you very much. Mm. You, like, you like that humble brag right there? Nothing yeah. humble about Stunting. that, actually. I'm never like, wow, Ingram can go up. Dude, even a guy like Josh Hart, I feel like, if you get Josh Hart going, he can start drilling threes. I, I never feel that way with Brandon Ingram. Hart, Hart had 13 and 15 last night. Like, at least you see impact. I mean, they talked about with Russell Westbrook last night. Terrible shooting performance. Triple-double. Want to say three, three for 20 or something like that? Awful. Just really terrible, but still finds a way to impact the game. And I can I just say as a quick aside, my favorite thing of the 1819 football basketball year is um athletes doing the guitar uh the, the guitar wang or whatever you want to call it. So, the guitar strum. So Lance Stevenson was doing it <laughs> and then last night after Paul George hit a shot. Yeah, Russell Westbrook did it. Russell Westbrook did it. And it looks so funny. Like because it is it's like it's like when my son tries to play the ukulele. It's just like hand doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Eckler also does it when he scores a touchdown. It's a it's a very popular. Did move you ever right do now. air guitar? Yeah, but I always picked it. You know what I mean? I was I always had to pick in my finger. You know, what my brothers and I used to do. We uh, and there's there's lots of home videos of this. You know, there's five of us. My mom would be away. My dad had my dad had like one of the first big camcorders. My brother learned how to do it. My oldest brother's eight years older than me. We'd have a band and we'd lip sync in our living room. No oh, man. Oh, man. We use oh, man. tennis rackets yeah. as our guitars. Yeah. We'd flip. Uh, Little sand, what do you call them? Like sand pails that you would take to the beach as for the drums, and they would give me wooden spoons. I was always on drums because I was my my little brother was too young, so it was the four of us 
I was probably anywhere from three to five. I was always on drums, and I got to sing occasionally. <laughs> yep. And we we do we do the air guitar. What song were you going to? My go to, and there's video footage of this. My go to at the time, I was obsessed with the Who. Who are you? That's a great song for a young kid to to get after. I had older brothers. I had parents. You That's know, true. The older the brothers. The older brothers help so much with music. I I, I always say that. Tug, yeah. My influence. I was introduced to everything from classic rock to Guns N' Roses to NWA. I'm talking like at a young age. It's such a good... I mean, I'm, that's what I'm most excited about with having two boys. Yeah. Because I was the oldest and I had two younger sisters and like I, I, I listened to like, you know, Motown growing up. But it wasn't until high school until I yeah. met other buddies who were like had older brothers who were like, you got to listen to Led Zeppelin. You got to sure. listen to this stuff. So the fact that you're playing The Who... At, at four at, years at old. At four years old. Yeah. Like, that was my favorite song. I guess what we're saying is, I want to see Lance Stevenson do like a, a, a wooden spoon <laughs> celebration. <laughs> like, take it next level. <laughs> it is Like a xylophone. Out. I want to see people go, like, odd. What about the triangle? <laughs> the triangle. Just give me odd instrument celebrations. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, do yeah. That. A harmonica. The accordion. Yeah. Accordion. That's a good one. Yeah. Just do the squeeze box. Yeah. It is played out. I never thought of that. It's a good point. I want to bring it back to the Russell. I'm sorry, not Russell. The James Harden. Yeah. Because I and I don't know if you watched the video because I was curious to see uh, who what who and what people were saying. Now I watched that video from with Rich, Richard Jefferson. Like he doesn't even have him in his top three, which I thought was amazing. Who, who's in his top three? I haven't, I haven't seen the video. He had Giannis, LeBron. Uh, who else did he have? Oh, he's talking about Kawhi because his big thing is you got to be on good teams. I mean, that's a fair point for midway through the season, but you've seen with the Rockets are going to be a good team. Well, they've, they've, won on, not, they've won nine of yeah, their last ten fire. games. I think a lot of the, the the Rockets has to do with the chemistry that they have on the team. Like you know, they they lost a couple of good defenders. Harden doesn't play defense. We all know that. That was his knock yeah. too. He's saying, "Look, when we start having MVP talk." Kawhi Leonard plays MVP. Giannis plays, I'm sorry, plays defense. Giannis plays defense. LeBron plays defense. We're going to say James Harden's an MVP, and obviously he won it last year, but we're going to say half the game he doesn't play at all? They're winning, so I mean, they end up reeling off 18 wins or whatever, 35 of the last 42 games, whatever, then let's have a different conversation. I mean, Kawhi has, they're, they're, they're playing well. One guy I feel like that's under the wire that I, under the radar, I should say. I can't even pronounce his name, but uh, the, the Nuggets are twenty-four and eleven. Donkic? No, no, no. Donkic is Jokic. Mavs. Yeah, Jokic. Nikolai Jokic. I mean, he he, he went for uh, nineteen, fourteen, and fifteen two nights ago. I mean, I'm not saying that this is. He's not an MVP, but he's. But he's he's, he's probably the best player putting up unbelievable like nineteen, no, fourteen, fifteen on a on the number one team in the West. West is they're, they're they have a better record than the, the Warriors right now. Yeah, no one's talking about him. No one's talking about saying. them. I texted Joe about this because I thought there was like. By the way, why are we still wearing headphones? I I was wondering the same thing. Let's take the headphones off. Ah, uh, there we go. Wow, don't want to mess up this hair. Okay, um, you got a lovely head of hair. Thank you. You really do, Todd. Thank you. No grays. It can all go away at any moment, so I'm just happy to. It's a great ha- way of looking ha- at happy it. Happy to have it. But like you know, you know how there's always the uh, the joke about like the last name law, law firm. Yeah. Well, I was like, what's the the, the Baltic law firm of uh, of of Jokic, Nurkic, and Doncic? 
Oh, I like this. Yeah, right. I mean, this these guys are maybe the names of of the NBA this season. Our boy, repeat that again. Jokic, Nurkic, and Doncic. Jokic, Nurkic, Doncic. Come on down here to Jokic, Nurkic, Doncic. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's a car from that region? Oh man, I don't know. Is it Passat there? I don't know. But uh, our our boy Nurkic for the uh, uh, the Blazers. Did you see his line from the other night? No. What was it? No one in history of NBA has recorded this line. 24 points, 23 boards, 7 assists, 5 blocks, 5 steals. You're going down a deep stat dive there. Well, I just, I just saw, I came across my yeah. ticker that uh, it was that's never been recorded in, in, in the history. So, like, By the way, I'm glad you're bringing these guys up, though. To me, this is further proof of where we're at as a game and as a sport. The NBA is such a world sport. So, so my argument is again. I, I I I hate to do this, but you you can't you can't not do it because of idiots on social media of how good the game is overall to where it's ever been. Well, I'm saying these these assholes are going to say '90s basketball, dude. We're we're now this is basically soccer is where the NBA is at. Agreed. Well, we're taking the best players in the world at the highest, most competitive level. Yeah, I mean, you got to credit the NFL because they they've had a a, a bounce back year from from last year. So whatever, I don't know what happened last year when they, the ratings were down a lot. Maybe it was the it was the Kaepernick thing or the CTA. I don't know, but the, the ratings are bounced back. But the NBA is head and shoulders above the other leagues as far as like the way they're able to uh, galvanize fan interest. Um, show, you know, like the, for instance, like the baseball still has trouble doing highlights on social media like they won't but you have guys like worldwide wob and things like that they show every highlight on on social media yeah it's just such a sure. highlight driven sport it's so it fun to watch and i think the players are so good and like like you talked about like we're taking the best of the best athletes from every country every country um i mean you just named guys from a from a law firm in the middle of sweden or something no I, no I no even... it's 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 the it's the baltic region of What's the I'm Baltic not, region? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like Serbia or Croatia, where, where these guys are from, but um, so I'm sure someone will to tell me. Uh, that's uh, probably a lovely area. You've been to that area, right? Like Croatia? I went to Dubrovnik, Croatia this, this year for the World Cup final. How am I doing with women there? That's what I want to talk about. How is Andy Ruther doing with women in Croatia? Am I knocking a bunch out? Like, I know you don't want to go down that rope, but I'm going to make you do it. Am I knocking a bunch out? Are they, are they feeling me? I just say I think, I think you would do well. They're, 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 they're beautiful and... Um, and, and they, they don't understand what a Rutherism is. Okay. They don't care. You know, so, uh, and you can dance. Can you dance? I can dance. Then you're done. You're in. Man. They love it. They love the dancing. I need to set up a road trip. I think I, I, think I had a blast. And also, you know, what's a big uh, uh, tourist attraction for Dubrovnik is um, Game of Thrones. Ooh. They shoot a lot of Game of Thrones there in Old Town Dubrovnik. And so cruises Where, come in. Where is that? Dubrovnik, Croatia. If you look up, if you when we're offline, you look up uh, Game of Thrones, Croatia. They'll tell you exactly what scene. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Well, first of all, you need to start watching. I'm that Game guy. Of yeah, I know. I need to. But um, they tell you um, where, who, what is shot. I mean, there. this sounds like an Andy Ruther vacation. It's, it's you. I, 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 I watched 67 episodes in four days. I'm talking about women. People are awesome. People are awesome. I had a great time there. Like people are diehard for their sports. You know, so if you're and it's it was it was affordable too. So if you're into uh, like a little like, what's the currency over there? Uh, the chronic, I want to say. Chronic. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even feel like real money. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah you know, you know what I'm like saying? That. Like when you go to a country, I, that always made me laugh. Where you don't think it's real, 
Like when I studied abroad, that was always funny to me. Like, ah, oh, these are just coins. These aren't real. It's true because I think I, down, I can't remember what the currency exchange is, but it was like um, it was like ten. I down. I, I took I took out uh, withdrew like ten thousand kronik from yeah. the ATM. Like I don't know what that was. Like two hundred dollars. Yeah. So anyway. A lot of great players coming out of there. NBA is awesome right now. You know, the other thing I think is really But they cool. don't play defense. Well. No, I'm saying that's the argument that these people who are stuck in a 1994 time warp who should also be using dial-up internet <laughs> and flip phones. Well, I'm excited about the, you know, as a person who loves watching gambling, like, you know, uh, Adam Silver's like really into the, uh, uh, getting that, Live betting involved, NBA. The NFL signed a deal with Caesars partnership today. Yeah, I added that to the rundown last minute. Yeah, so... Um, the NFL finally ready to embrace. They're always the last. Baseball's the last, but... Um, well, baseball still. already has a deal. That's true. That's true. I believe with MGM. Once everyone realizes how we can get... What, what's our piece of the pie? Then everyone's like, oh, it's the same, we're in. I, and I've used this analogy. It's the same way with cannabis. It's the same thing. All these states were against it. Yeah. Now you have guys like John Boehner, who voted nonstop as a big conservative Republican. Do you, do you know what his? Do you know he's now a multimillionaire consultant for a cannabis company? It's like it's exactly what you're saying. Once these people realize they can get their hands in it, and I'm all, and also think, I think they, also I think you know, as some of these conservatives get older, they start realizing that it actually helps them. Yeah, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, sure. Just like gambling. Gambling, I mean... You're not going to... The thing that I hate is I'm very... I'm to the point of I want everybody to have choices and I don't want to be told what to do. I'm for legalization of all drugs. I'm to that point. Yeah. So I am for... uh, I'm a big fan of survival of the fittest. And that includes gambling. So if somebody wants to gamble, I believe now... Correct me if I'm wrong. There's seven states and now... The District of Columbia is the latest. Yep. So that would make them, even though they're not a state, like the eighth, yeah. whatever, province or state, whatever the fuck you want to call it, who is okayed it. They're happening faster and faster, too. I'm interested to see what... I, I, I thought about this the other day, if California would ever do it, but I feel like Las Vegas would lobby so hard to prevent California from, from legalizing it because it's like... What would that do to the... Economy of Las Vegas. I don't know if it would hurt. I don't know how much it would hurt it because the the, the the Las Vegas properties are so much about day clubbing and night clubbing now. But like, I know that a lot of people travel from like LA, Vegas gets hit so hard by LA people every weekend. Every week, I'm actually heading there in a few weeks for a bachelor party. Yeah, see, championship Sunday for NFL. It's a great time. I'm, I'm I wish I could go. If, if the Cowboys win Saturday, I might go next week because it's uh, it's like. You know, division finals and it's Martin Luther. I think it's MLK weekend. No, MLK is when I'm going. Oh, is it really? They changed it this year. It's like the 19th or 20th. Oh, interesting. Okay. By the way, we have an update from the YouTube comment sections from one of our uh, Russian dirtballs. Oh, thank you. God bless technology. Yep. Isn't it a wonderful thing? He said, those guys are from the Balkans, former Yugoslavian countries. Perzingis is from the Baltic country. Thank you for the correction. I'm, yes, that's Balkans, Baltics. Tomato, tomato, like I always No, say. no, 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 no. Uh, t- tell him I said spasiba bolshoi. My ruski ochimploho. What's that mean? I like to drink vodka? No, my Russian's very bad. I lived in Moscow for like That's right. four months. I forgot. And I learned like 10 words, two of them being kapusta and kartoshka. I forgot which that Which is tug cabbage lib- and chicken. I don't know which one is which. The tug dive in Russia. Where, where's the lost footage of that? Is there any? 
I think just I think it's just like uh, throwaway cameras. But yeah, thanks for the correction on that. Those, uh, but uh, people are balling from from Europe for sure. They're balling from all over. All over. I love it. You know what it is? I think it's all because of the '92 Olympics. A lot of it. I think America. We took a, the biggest hot steamy shit on the rest of the world with the Dream Team that other countries were like, "Hey, we can't be losing by fifty points in the gold medal game." To paraphrase Charles Barkley. Barkley, I don't know where Angola is, but they're in trouble. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, one of my gifts my dad gave me when I did the 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 the, the Magic Bird play on Broadway several years ago was a I got Magic and Larry to sign a official 1992 Dream Team basketball, which is uh, at, at my folks' house. That's a great gift. Cool gift. The ball's small too. The FIBA balls are smaller. They're almost like in between men and women's. Uh, size basketballs. When are you going to get us uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird on the Smut Studio on the couch together? Can you make that happen? April, May. April, May? Yeah. Can you make that happen? Give me four or five months. Four or five months? Yeah. I got to bring it up because we're about to wrap up the show, Tug. Let's do it. What's the deal with now we're talking? Can you tease something for me? The only only tease I have is we're very close to be able to put this show on a platform that, hey, everyone's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key yeah. shots fired. Yeah. And B, uh, people can get. And if you don't get it, um, I'll find a way to get it for you. So should be coming soon. What Tug is saying is that there's big news. I Fuck it. I'm just going to leak it. Now we're talking is going to be on MySpace TV. MySpace TV. Thank you. God. Sorry, Andy. I had to. Andy. Um, Was that ever a thing? Did I just make something up? I have no idea. But I'm really pumped about this show because I think it's so relevant to the sports media world right now. It's like with the Ryan Clark, Antonio Brown thing like came up and it reminded me of a you know thing that we made for the show. Um, and we just got a lot of things that uh, I'm going to need your all help. So when, when, when the show is finally announced, which hopefully will be soon, uh, I'm going to need you guys to uh, come and support the team. I think you guys are going to make the show. I make the show for, for guys and gals like us. Tug. That's the least we could do for you. I mean, not only with all your amazing guest appearances and fill-ins for Joe, but also for that excruciating hour that I put you through with the lost SD card. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get that hour back. Never. All I ask is that uh, that next time I come, I want my Mr. Rogers Flag and Anthem official co-hosting outfit ready Okay. I'll have to get your, uh, your, your sizes after the show, and I think we can make this happen. Yeah. Baltics Balkans. That's the thing I learned today. Baltics Balkans. Got to learn those next and, time. And he says, uh, LMAO, nice Russian tug. Spasiba. I, I, I can't reiterate enough how much I love technology. We're communicating with a dirtball in Russia about how well you're speaking Russian. As much oh, as oh, I, hey, hit me up. Uh, hey, support. Hit me up on uh, on Twitter, Instagram at Tug Coker, and I, I want to talk to about uh, my my time in, in Russia. It was it was it was insane, um, and I'm excited to talk about. It. I love Russia, uh, the people of Russia. Um, maybe not so much the government, but uh, I'm happy to talk to you about. It. I want to talk to you about it here here by your experience. Tug is basically saying up. slide into those DMs. Yeah, it's very PG in my DMs. That's it. We probably have different DMs. I'm assuming so. If you guys want to slide into my DMs, you can do that at Andy Ruther, Tugs at Tug Coker. 
at Tug Coker on Instagram. If you want to tell Joe Prano how Russell Wilson is definitely a top five quarterback, slide into his DMs at Fix Your Life and the shows at The Dirty Sports. And if you leave an iTunes review, I always say, guys, drop your Twitter handle because I want to know who follows and listens to the show. Leave your Twitter Twitter handle and you get an automatic follow back. So you guys can do that as well. Anything else we're trying to push? That's it. That's it. I'm going to root for Cowboys this weekend. I'm going to get a win. Just a small personal, you know, it's uh, my Were you watching the game? Probably going to watch it downtown. My birthday is tomorrow. Well, happy, you know, yeah. happy birthday, Thank dog. you. Thank you. you just so, now letting us know? Well, I, I'm not a big birthday guy. but I would have had a gift for you. Oh, thank you. I wish, you know, next time. But uh, I always, it's always fun when the Cowboys are in the playoffs. Come on, get a win. We don't have a first-round pick next year. Yeah. So let's just get a win. Let's just roll. But we'll probably lose. No confidence in his team. All right, guys, that's the show. If you're in Phoenix, go support Prano. Uh, I believe it's House of Comedy. And uh, have a great week, guys. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And that's it. Much love, guys. Can't thank you enough, real quick. The Dirtballs, you guys make me a better person. I will say that. I feel so much better when I get the DMs from you guys, the messages. I had a lot of amazing DMs over the new year, and I can't thank you guys enough. So thank you to you guys. I want you to come deep clean his, deep clean his rug. Don't, don't fall for this. Yeah, I'll need that, <laughs> I'll, I'll need that rug deep clean soon. All right, Dirtballs, thanks for listening. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.